time to go back and and then just um, perhaps go through your notes or listen to your recording. I think uh, Sister Esther advised it. It's even easier when you record so you can listen to the message again and again. That was a very timely message, very relevant, very important. I really must say that it refreshed my spirit and um, there is so much that um, you know the 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 spirit of God has um, begun to unravel and um, you know um, um, given us a much clearer direction as well. I'm so by now you've read the book of Ruth five times. I mean four chapters you can do three times a day so <laughs> in a week you could have read it twenty times. <laughs> you know. But uh, I'm just saying that to say that it's always important to give yourself time to um, go back to the message you had. Um, you know, and when you're going through it in your own time, by your own self, you're able to focus. You purposefully want to discover something. You you trying to relate to it. You want it to sink in your spirit. You want it to resonate with your expectations, with your desires, with what you've looked forward to in Christ. So, I encourage you once again that you either have a notebook and write down things that you've learned. You know, you're not, you know when you're, when you're taking notes, you know, you're not, you're not writing um, taking a set of this and that. <laughs> no, what you what you noting is what you take home, what what you learned, and something that will help you to remind yourself of what the Spirit of God wanted you to hear. So you want to note something that will help you remember, or bring you know uh, something to remembrance, so that. Even months from now, you can always say to yourself, but there was this message or there was this um, testimony that I need to go back to. Perhaps at that time, you're faced with the same situation and you want to just remind yourself 
Oh, by the way, how did uh, Sister Esther say she dealt with her situation uh, or, or um, um, the stability in the testimony that she shared with your son or, or uh, maybe, you know, Sister Utimeno or anybody else for that matter because testimonies are meant for, for you to benefit from. You know, when you share a testimony, it's already a, a sign of victory. You, um, I mean, the Bible says they overcame him um, by the word of their testimony, and by the blood of the Lamb. So, sharing a testimony says already you are an overcomer. You, you already a victor. You already, you, that's whatever it is that may have been uh, holding you back. You've, you've now overcome that particular situation. Now, I, I believe you me, I, I always write notes of my own. If, if um, you know, um, just to illustrate to you how important it is, I can remind you of each point that um, Dickiness said, um, starting from reading from the book of Ruth and uh, relating the story to you and going to the life David and um, him being the man after God's heart with all his mistakes after having killed so many people having shed so much blood and God still said this is the man after my own heart that was powerful let me let me help you in case you didn't take notes the first point she said there is hope even in the most devastating time there is hope in your situation there is hope in your circumstances the past is not our final destination when we trust in God. It is not where you from will not necessarily determine the destination. What has passed is in the past. So understand that these promises never fail and hold on to the promises that God has given to you. You need not use the past to determine where you where you're going or how far you can go. So your your failures or your mistakes or um, whatever it is that you may have been through, it is no longer relevant. As they always say, the past is gone. You can't do much about it. Today is what is here. You can use it to the best of your ability. The future is no more, not as yet here. But you can start planning for it today and be able to take advantage of what you have. So, now is the time that you have. Doing the right thing always takes great sacrifices. That was number three. If you're going to do the right thing, be willing and be ready to make a sacrifice. Number four, sharing intimacy improves the relationships get to know know the person that you are 
you are either fellowshipping together or serving together in a deep. Build such an intimacy that you can, you know, get to a point where their cries become your cry and their sufferings become your sufferings. And you can hear or feel their pain and what they're going through before they even explain to you what is it that they're going through. Then uh, she mentioned something along the line of seeing the preview of Christ in the book of Ruth, which is what it is, if you read it carefully. It's an allegory of Christ and what, what you know, what he, he has come to do in our lives. That is what it is. Then she says we must be people of character even when we think no one is watching. The things you do by your own time, in your own space, you need to build such a character and be able to uphold certain values and principles and belief system that will help you stand your faith. Continue believing God under even under such difficult circumstances. Then she said that God he always uses unlikely people for his purpose. Any one of us is in that genealogy of Christ. The order is changed now. It is Christ and then us. You have access to him, direct access to God. You can be able to commune with him and um, um, fellowship with him at any given time. Be able to understand the relationship that you have with him. No matter how hard the circumstances, a little bit of faith will make a big difference. Then the references was Moses, Rahab, David, Solomon, Paul, all those people made such terrible mistakes in their lives. But God still used them. Paul, of all people, a murderer, somebody who was still breathing death, when God spoke to him on his way to continue to um, 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 you know, uh, crucify the church and uh, everyone who stood for Christ. Yet God chose this man. It is so very amazing how God works. And the, 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 the essence of the story is that God can use any one of us. No matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how many times you've failed, no matter how hard things have been, no matter where you're from, God can still use you. So you need to always have that in mind that there are people that God will purposefully direct your path, that will God can be able to use for his purpose to be fulfilled in your mind. That is where it is important not to mistreat um, strangers and others. So, it is very important to always have the, uh, the right attitude when listening to the word of God. 
so that it benefits you the way that it is intended. You know, something very interesting happened when the Spirit of God gave us the, you know, um, the, the message for the year. It, it um, you know, um, you know, when, 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 when listening to, you know, um, the Spirit of God in prayer, you know, to get direction of where He wants to lead us in, and, and what He really wants us to to pay careful attention to. I I must acknowledge that you know this 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 came in two parts, and uh, the 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 two ways that stood out in that uh, you know instruction was uh, prosperity and renewed hope. Now, um, I know that when I, I gave you the theme for the month, you know, um, the focus just was on prosperity, which, you know, I understood it being the, the, the theme of, of the month, but um, it so happened that um, when I was praying really about this particular month and you know, asking God to, you know, just unpack and, um, you know, give us, give, you know, such a direction and uh, getting to, you know, just begin to understand what you know the what he really intended in you know giving us this particular message it then dawned on me that uh, he he intended it that it be a month of renewed hope and prosperity put together so you know and that is a correction. And I allowed, I allowed the Holy Spirit to correct me. I, I must, uh, I believe um, the Lord will forgive, forgive me for, for having given you just perhaps half, half the message. Or in as much as we spoke a lot about renewed hope, you know, um, perhaps that element shouldn't should um, be left behind. So uh, you can you can have those who are not here that this month is a month of huge hope and prosperity. All right. So. No, it happens that you know you know sometimes as you as you are praying the spirit of God can talk to you in one area or the other. But these are two distinct ways that are very different that you know um, it needs somebody really to also be very attentive spiritually to be able to Put them together 
and, and convey the right message for that matter. So, I know that prosperity is as important, but the renewed hope is even more important for you. You need such. Because at some point in your life, you've hoped for something and maybe that particular thing hasn't uh, materialized as such. You need that renewed hope in your relationship, in your family, in your health, in your, in your finances. You need to listen to some of these um, you know, um, instructions and get to rekindle something in your spirit. And, and be, you'll find yourself having the very same, you know, a passion and, and the zeal and, and, and the excitement that you once had about Christ and uh, having received your salvation. All right. So this evening, I'll give you some instructions on the spiritual laws of prosperity because I spoke to you in, um, at length the past week about planning your prosperity. You know, I, 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 always, I always want to, to make the Word of God to, to be very practical. I, 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 I need it to be more um, uh, meaningful and, and something that is doable by any one of us. And the things that I'm going to share with you are practical ways for your own prosperity. Things that will help that will help you to live a, a life of success and 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 and, and happiness and, and and find that fulfillment in life and just begin to do things that will you know sustain you and in you know, your prosperity because prosperity is not just a a once-off thing you know it becomes a lifestyle it becomes a life that you live it is dictated to by a number of those elements that i've shared with you as well now listen very carefully because you see some of these things maybe you have had before but it may have not um, um, helped you to get out of the situation that you may have found yourself in. Number one, you must get out of debt very quickly. You want to be prosperous in life. You must get out of debt very quickly. The sooner, the better. Because, truth be told, there is no way that you find yourself being prosperous, being successful in life as long as you are in debt. Debt robs you of options. It's like a thief. It steals your happiness. It oppresses you. You 
you find yourself being limited. It's like somebody has put this heavy chain around your neck. It, 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 it keeps you from living your dreams. It drags you back. It will also prevent you from giving to somebody in need when such an opportunity for you arises. Because what you're thinking is the very fact that how do I give to the next person when I myself am in debt? So, I'm saying this to you. It is very important for your own um, peace of mind and your your, your own uh, success. And somebody asking, well, but pastor, how do I get out of debt? You pay the debt, then you're debt free. It is as simple as that. You're not going to get out of it by running away from it or trying to avoid debt. No, prayer I see it is as important, you know, praying. But you pray to God to give you resources to go and pay your debts. You're not praying so that the person who owes you disappears. That prayer may not be answered. You want to pray to God that he blesses you. That you have enough resources to live from and be able to pay your debt and go and invest the rest. Because the principle of prayer for me, that is, that is, that is just what I've, I've told you, I'm, what I'm saying to you now. That is why I can boldly say to you that when it comes to prosperity, even your prayer may not be good enough. Until such time that you put into action some of these spiritual laws, you, you act on the, on, the, on the very prayers that you're praying. It is just but the one component. People aren't poor because they're not praying. People aren't lacking resources because they're not praying. People aren't suffering because they're not praying. They are praying. But the difference is, what do they do? with the prayers that they are praying? Or what do they do after praying? That is what makes a difference. Because you can pray such a prayer and you're so very convinced that God has answered that prayer there and then and you have this conviction in your spirit. And when you leave there, you decide not to do anything about it. And nothing will, will happen. Nothing may change. So that is why I'm saying to you that it is as important that after you pray, you take just that one step of faith to act on the prayer that you are praying. Just one leap of faith. It is very important for you. Then number two, I said to you, 
learn to manage the resources that God has given you effectively. Effectively so. Manage the resources God has given you properly in a manner that will help you to be able to bring about a, a lasting improvement and a change in your life. Number three, I've said you must work on changing your internal character more than your outward appearance if you desire such a lasting change. Work on changing your internal character more than your external actions or your outward appearance. Because when you do so, your, your attitude towards money will change. Your attitude towards the work that you do will change. Your attitude on how you carry yourself when you have, when you seemingly have everything that you think you possibly need will also be different. So what is what is the the the, the character on the inside? Because if the character says that um you know what I have is not good enough, chances are that you'll you'll abuse even the little that you have. You will go and misuse it. Because you've not you've not taught yourself to see value in the little that you have, the very same resources that you have. What makes a difference is how you perceive the very same resources that already you have. You know, um, God has entrusted in your hands. It is that important. It is that important. You need to learn. To see things differently, not not just you know what every, everybody else is seeing. When you look at a hundred rand, what comes to mind? What what is your thinking? Because that is what will make a difference. That is what will determine whether or not that that very same of money that you you have in your hand will bring about a, a, a change that you so desire to see in in your mind. So let me just you know um, um, say this to you that um, there are such spiritual laws which I believe are as important to be able to make progressive changes in your in your heart and in your mind over the course of your life because you know making a physical change it, it's very it's very easy you just decide that i need new clothes you go and buy them and you look different but that is a temporary change as compared to making such a, to changing the internal character that will 
now help you to build such a lasting legacy that will help you to now be able to say with the same um, money that I have, I can do a lot more than just wearing new clothes. And where the where the um, you know it becomes um, um, important is because it will simply say that you're not only more concerned about your outward appearance than than the 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 character on the inside and what you what you truly you know believe are the things that you you ought to be doing to be able to help you to can make such progress so i'll give you these pointers for the spiritual laws which i believe if you take it to your heart they will help you to you know always make the right decision uh, at the right time the first one is faithfulness the spiritual law of prosperity number one is faithfulness faithfulness is diligence with an unwavering commitment to holiness it simply means doing the right thing consistently over a long period of time doing the right thing consistently so over a long period of time go and read that uh, story about uh, a master who gave his servants some talents in matthew 25 one he gave five talents two and one and the man went away when he came back he found that the one he gave the five talents he invested he made double what he had so was the second one who only had two but came the one who only had one talent he decided just to bury the money and he said because i was afraid i thought that i'll just hide it and give it back to you as it is i know you you are you know a very difficult man you reap where you did not sow you want your returns he knew he was very much aware of that very fact but look at what the master said about the other two if you read in matthew um, 25 verses 21 and 23 the master said to the one who invested the money well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a little i'll set you over much it's a principle it's a law of in a special law of, of of prosperity your faithfulness your faithfulness with the little that you have it will determine if he will entrust you with much he will, he will entrust you with uh, a lot more responsibilities or put into your hands such um, you know um, uh, amount of money or, or wealth that because you have proven to be faithful with the legal it is now it is now um, you know um, you know for God to now continue uh, blessing you and giving you you know a 
you know, opening doors, opportunities, and 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 and, and helping you to continue to 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 bring about such a a, a great harvest in whatever it is that you are doing. Faithfulness. There's a difference between faith and, and faithfulness. A person can say I have faith and not be faithful. How faithful are you with the little that you have? It matters. That is all that you need to understand. But the day you wake up to this realization that I need to first be faithful with the little that I have for God to can entrust me with much bigger responsibilities and resources, it will help you change your attitude towards the very little that you think you have. Because it is a change of the internal character that says, yes, I have one talent, but the the, the, the very same talent, if I was to invest it, it was good enough for God to get entrust me with much. It was not more about how much each person had, but what they were given was according to their own ability. And they were able to, to, to make the, the decisions that they made themselves based on how they perceived the, you know, um, the resources that they had in their hands. So the one person decided, you know, a hundred rand is not really much, so there isn't really anything I can do with it and bury it. You can bury it for a hundred years, a hundred rand will always be a hundred rand. It will not change. But if you invest a hundred rand consistently over a hundred year period, you may end up having ten million rand. Because it is as simple as that. When you invest a hundred rand and you bring two hundred rand, and you go invest 200 and you now have a 400 before you know it's a thousand rand and 10,000, 100,000, a million and before you know it continues to grow. A basic, basic principle of sowing and reaping. That is how you need to apply it in your life even today. Number two is wisdom. You need wisdom. The wisdom of God. You know, we sometimes always talk about the wisdom of God, just, you know, you know, being the word of God that we're hearing, but how much of this word of God that you're hearing has helped you derive such wisdom that that has now helped you to improve, you know, um, your situation. I would say the basic, basic um, understanding of it is that you need to listen to someone who knows how to win. And also do so in a in a in a you know scripturally so you know, in, a, in a biblical way. Wisdom says that this man has once been where I, I, I was, where I am now, and I need to just do the things that he has done that helped him to get to where he is now, and be able to listen to what they had to do. And after all. Your way hasn't been working. So it is time that you listen to someone else. You have been trying and there has not been much improvement or changes. Now how about you listen? I mean the Bible says in Proverbs 19.20 
Listen to advice and accept instruction. Listen to advice and accept instruction. That you may gain wisdom in future. That is what the Bible says. When you're listening to advice today and accept an instruction, accept to be corrected, to be you know rebuked in one or the other, Paul says you will gain wisdom in future. And then he says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is God's purpose that will prevail. We always have our own plans, but how much of it is his purpose? It is very important. It takes wisdom to just give yourself time to listen to advice and accept correction. It takes wisdom. And that is just the beginning of your success and your prosperity. Number three is generosity. As they say, generosity is the antidote for discontentment, entitlement, and unselfishness. It is like a remedy for discontentment. When you, you know, when there is such dissatisfaction with yourself in your life today, the one thing that you, you need to learn to do that will help you, you know, be fulfilled and, 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 and be content is when you are generous, when you give. There's so much, there's so much contentment, you know, in, in just giving. I don't know if you get to have the same feeling. You don't have to talk to everybody about what you gave or what you've done for somebody. But, you know, there's something that, that just, you know, says that, you know, I've done something that is just, that is of value, that is important, that is what God wanted me to do in that situation. After all, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, you, you give. And when you give, you, you always be happy. You're always looking forward to, you know, being able to be relevant to the next person and help them in their situation. You look forward to, to helping. Some, sometimes you might be worried when nobody's asking you for help. When nobody's coming to you just to say, can you please help me with the hundred? I don't know if they look from you from far. And just say, I can't give me under it. So let me know you in time. But we must just look forward to doing something good and helping somebody. But the very first thing I've said to you that you need to say to it is you get yourself out of debt. It will help you to be generous. Because you see, I mean, the principle says that when you're living on less than your earnings, your income, what you earn, You'll be free to give away the surplus. So it's a basic principle that says that I need to learn to live, you know, uh, you know, not to live beyond my means or the resources I have. 
so that you have an, a surplus, an overflow. It's no good when you get paid today and come the end of the month, you are flat broke. Or maybe the end of the month is even fun. By the seventh, seventh completion, money is finished, everything is finished, and it is now back to you know the the norm, the, the the you know what is now what you've now accustomed yourself to. It's no good. It's no good to 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 now you know be in bondage when you supposed to be having a means of of income that must sustain your life and help you consistently you know improve and and live a, a better quality life the quality of your life you, you know you know this is this, this is the one thing that you must always be very concerned about even in life generally the quality of the life that you're living how much convinced are you that this is a reflection of what christ stood for and what he died for. The promises that he has made. Is it something that you see in your personal life? So, you must learn to live with an open hand, not a closed fist. That is what will help you uh, find such contentment. Because soon you discover that contentment grows in proportion to your generosity. It grows. The more you are able to gain, the more you are happy and the more you are fulfilled and the more you are you know, excited about life and, and, and you are looking forward to doing something good for the next person. First Timothy 6, 17, 19 says, As for the rich in this present age, Charge them not to be haunty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God. He says, even the rich must set their hope on God, not on the uncertainty of their riches. It says here, charge them not to be haunty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works. Oh, that is beautiful. When you, this has become your testimony, that my life is so rich, It is rich of good works. When you say that I'm prosperous, you mean it. That you are indeed as prosperous, as healthy, as successful in this life. It says they are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous, and be ready to share. That storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is which is truly life so be very aware of such number four is diligence diligence 
no matter the level of work you do, learn to be diligent. And through this, diligent people understand that prosperity comes from hard work over a long period of time. Be diligent in doing the small things that you do. And as those who have given up, there is no way they, they, they prosper in man. But prosperity doesn't come to those who give up when things get tough, when things seem to be difficult. But to those who persevere and succeed through unwavering application of courage, standing their faith and putting their faith to work, working out their own salvation. So, you need to be very aware of such. Proverbs 13, 4 says, the soul of the sluggard craves and get nothing. While the soul of the diligent is richly supplied, that is where the difference is. When your soul is crying out to God for a blessing in one area or the other, how diligent are you? in your personal life, in doing the things that you do. Because the Bible simply says here, the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. There will always be an oversupply. There's not going to be a time when there is such a need, um, you know, or anything that, um, you know, you're struggling to achieve. There may not seem to be progress quick enough in, in uh, what you are doing, but if you, if you keep at it and you diligent enough and you persevere, there will definitely be a change. You don't want to just be somebody who give, you know, who, who gives up so quickly in line and uh, you know suddenly you are now you know frustrating the grace of God in your life as sister Esther was saying don't frustrate the grace of God upon your life <laughs> we frustrate the grace of God by not being diligent. <laughs> so be diligent in doing the things you do. It starts there. It is not because God, you know, um, is not, um, you know, hearing your prayers or doing what He ought to be doing in 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 one's life. So 
learn to be diligent. Number five said, yeah, it's hard work. I always say that, you know, there's just no substitute for hard work in life. Even Christ was working. That's why he was saving. Bible say he didn't come to be saved, but to serve. You want to, you desire to be a, a good leader. You desire to be, you know, uh, the one that people are, are following. You need to learn to, to work hard. Learn to make such sacrifices. It's only just a matter of time before God sees that your heart is in what you do. And the very same man that you are working for, God will speak to him to give you the promotion that you're looking for, the money that you're looking for. It is not just coincidence that somebody just comes to you in the, you know, out of nowhere and just say, we've seen how hard you're working. And at that time, maybe there is many other people that are working hard, but they've seen how hard you're working. They've seen the impact, the results of your sacrifices and that your heart is in the work that you are doing. There's no quick fixes. There's no quick fixes. Forget about the lottery. Forget about gambling. It's not means to prosperity. How many people that you know who won lotto that are prosperous? Yes, they had money at some point. But many of them find themselves being more poor than they were before even having won a lottery. So it's not a means to prosperity. Just make up your mind that I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make sacrifices. I'm, I'm willing. I'm ready. I, uh, you know, you know and, and that is where God sometimes chooses his people very carefully. And he is able to impart such grace upon them and be, you know, give them such ability that suddenly you find, but this man seems to be doing so many things. How is he doing it? What is different? He has two hands, two pair of eyes, you know, like, like you. He has 24 hours in a day. What is different? How he uses his time is what is making the difference. So, work hard at the act of planting, knowing that God expects you also to do your part. After all, it is God, it is up to God to bring the rain, to multiply what, what is being planted. But you have to plant something yourself in the first place. And Isaiah 55, 10 says, when the rain comes down to the earth, it does not return to heaven. It waters the ground so that it produces fruits and bad. It doesn't return. When the blessing comes into your life, it is already seen. It not just be that I had such a, a, a way by the Spirit or I received such a revelation that has no that will not have a, a meaningful a meaningful impact in your life. So be able to make it a, a habit that I'm going to, I'm willing and ready to go an extra mile. Just, just, just 
you know, um, um, prove God to yourself and see if there will not be the the kind of results that you you are expecting or that you're looking for. Number six is discipline. Discipline is not punishment, as many people think. It ought to be an implementation of a system that is designed to train a person in a particular direction or to change an individual's behavior over time. So, yes, it is hard and unpleasant, but it brings vast rewards to those who commit to walk its path. Discipline. Discipline. It is one of the very important spiritual laws of prosperity. People are not being successful because they are not disciplined enough in their in their in their personal lives. Have a disciplined life, disciplined prayer life. You need to discipline yourself. Discipline yourself enough that you're able to follow a certain pattern or you know um, you know habits that will consistently doing the right things consistently enough over time discipline yourself to pray discipline yourself to study the way to make time to be able to do the things that are as important That is what will help you to build and maintain a successful life, a, 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 a prosperous life. When you're disciplined enough, there are certain things that you do consistently enough that will help you maintain the quality of your life at a certain level. Hebrews 12, 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. Later on, however, it yields a harvest, a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. it says, it seems, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But later on, however, it yields a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So one may say that discipline is, is a training that you need to allow yourself to go through. In your finances, you need to discipline yourself. In your prayer life, you need to discipline yourself. How much time you want to you spend studying the Word of God needs you to discipline yourself. How much resources you spend, you need discipline. Many times people are spending money they do not have because of lack of discipline. And then they end up in a much difficult you know, predicament than they were in because they are trying to look good outwardly. 
and go and learn to borrow so that they can, you know, create this impression, which is not really, you know, um, necessary. It, it is not really uh, important. And number seven is contentment. You need to be content with such things as you have. You know, when you learn to be content with what you have, you will definitely get to receive more, just as you read in Matthew uh, 25, in the, the uh, you know, a parable of the talents. And when you, when, you, when you get more, you start acknowledging God more in your personal life, and God continues blessing you. And if you happen to lose what you have, it's not going to be such a, an issue. You're not going to be angry with God or, or be angry with uh, everybody else uh, except yourself. It simply says that you have come to grow beyond the material things. You're not, you're not really, you know, um, um, a person who, you know, is after material things, you know, or, or worldly riches, per se. But you know that, you know, um, God, you know, when, when, when God blesses you, you know, in that blessing, it, it, it encapsulates everything that you need. And you can use that opportunity to be able to you know, um, 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 continue um, doing more and uh, growing, you know, uh, financially. You know, you, you, need to, you need to learn to uh, not to be too attached to material things. That's why sometimes when you see somebody has lost just, you know, uh, a car, they drown, and suddenly they are stressed up and before you know there's depression it's just a car you didn't you didn't you, you, you didn't it, it's your life and your future is not dependent just on 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 on, on, on a car or, or a job but but just to say how you know disturbing it can be for some people they get to a point where now they they now get into depression because they've lost something that they have. So you, you don't want to be too attached to material things that, you know, if it so happened that you, you, you lost it or you, you don't have those, those things, suddenly you're frustrated and you're even, you know, starting to doubt your own faith. You know, learn to live and come to and learn this, you know, uh, at a very early stage. That you, you, you need to learn to live a life that is, you know, content and be happy when you don't have anything. And come the time when you have everything, you still find yourself having such, such a, a relationship with, with God and and, and, and you continue trusting and believing in this God. It's not, there's no amount of money that will take you away from God, that must take you away from God. There's, it does not matter how much, you know, um, you know, um, um, 
successful you are. So, you must learn to live and still be happy when you don't have everything that you're looking for. And you must still learn to live and be happy and continue serving God come the time when you have everything that you are looking for or that you think you need in life. And that is what will make a difference. First Timothy chapter number 6, verses 6 to 9 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness. It means there could be godliness without contentment. That is a loss. As a waste. Trying to live a godly life and not be happy and not be content. It's a great loss. Godliness with contentment is a great gain. You don't want to be in Christ and find yourself being discontent, being so discouraged, being, being unhappy. You do not want to find yourself in such a situation. Then he says, For we brought nothing into this world, and we cannot take anything out of this world. But if we have food and clothing, with this, we will be content. He says, it's good enough. The food you eat and the clothes you wear. He says, it's good enough for you to be content in this life. Not anything else. It is good enough for you to be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Three things that I need you to take with from what I shared with you. Firstly, take the first steps toward getting your finances in order. Very first steps, what I shared with you. You need to take that first step that will help you to get your finances in order. You'll be amazed at how your character will begin to change when you just take that one step of faith and begin to move in the right direction. That is the beginning of a change. A lasting, a change that will leave a lasting legacy. It starts now. Secondly, you must pray to God and confess your weaknesses. After all, he already knows them anyway. So ask God for wisdom, strength, courage, grace to be able to deal with those weaknesses. Pray to God and confess your weaknesses. Ask God to give you grace to be able to help you get out of that situation that you are in yourself today. And lastly, number three, 
You need to find someone who will hold your hand, who will, who will remind you to do the things you commit to do. Many times you pray prayers, you write things down, and you decide just to ignore the very things. Sometimes it may just be the one thing that will help you. That you know that you have made such a vow and there's a witness. Somebody will remind you, how about that project that you spoke about? How about the commitment that you've made? I was amazed the other time that, you know, I was talking to my kids and, you know, um, and in the course of the discussion, you know, um, and I think it, it, it came to a point where, you know, there was an incident that happened at their school and uh, some kids, you know, um, um, you know, um, sort of use drugs or something like that. And I had to sit them down, talking to them, and, and, and you know, trying to, you know, help them understand the, the dangers and, and the traps and, and, and what is at stake if, if they find themselves in that, in that, you know, in that situation where they are, you know, um, you know, um, tempted because of pressure with friends and everybody else. And um, now they say, no, don't worry about that. We've, we've actually made a vow to each other when we were still at the primary school that no drugs in this house. So here I was, I'm wanting to help them to, to stay away from dangers of getting exposed to substances and other things. And, uh, you know, Mukundi uh, 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 said, no, we actually made a vow to each other that uh, we're not going to, you know, get into drugs and things like those. And that was way back at the primary school. This was now when they're in grade 10, 11, when that incident happened. So I'm just saying, somebody, sometimes it might help you to have um, talked to somebody that you trust, that you believe will be able to, um, you know, um, be there to remind you not to go astray or to, you know, um, um, disregard the, 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 the commitment, the promises you make, even to yourself. It is very easy. That is why sometimes. Um, you know, just, yes, um, it, is, it is good enough that when you pray to God, you ask God for forgiveness in one area or the other. It's only you who knows. Then you live there saying to yourself, no, God has forgiven me. And, but, but the Bible also says that you need to confess your sins to one another as one. So that the next person can also, it's not, it's not about them, um, reminding you all the time you know you know whenever you do something wrong it's it just you know sometimes you need to to find somebody who 
even when you put your foot on the fire, they will hold it down so you can feel that heat. You, you bend, you, 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 get to, you get to know what it is like. And that is what may help you as well. I mean, after all, the finest gold is the one that gets to go through that finest and, and gets to be purified and not have any element of impurities. So it's a process that you need to also allow yourself uh, to go through sometimes. And finally, don't resist changes in your life when you start seeing them happening. Some people resist change. When you start putting these, these principles to work, you know, don't now become the, the stumbling block yourself. Don't now become the hindrance. Because that may as well be the reason why you're not going to see the, the improvement of the changes you're desiring. So I'm saying to you that don't, after you, you've done everything else that I was sharing with you, you know, you find yourself being the, the, the person who's resisting a change. After, after all that you've listened to, your life will change. Your marriage will change. Your relationship will change. How you perceive your life, money, material things, things will change. And you need to be ready to be able to embrace that change when it happens. And be able to do the necessary adjustments and, and, and take steps that will help you to find contentment and begin to move in the in the in the right direction and before you know there is changes that are happening it is now something that is visible enough that you are able to relate to and i tell you now if you just give yourself time to to to, to put this to work in your life as from today, uh, uh, your, your testimonies will be, will be big. Give yourself, give yourself time. Come next year this time, uh, you, 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 your life will be, will be very different to what it is now. When you start believing and trusting God and doing the very things that God wants you to do. That is the beginning of a lasting change. I'm hoping and believing that God will give you the special grace, the ability to be able to do the right things. Begin to move in the right direction and, and sustain your life at a level where God would have desired for you to be. There's nothing else that will help you to change your status quo than the very things that you, you, you're hearing. Put it to work. Ask God to help you with the right strategies and ideas and, and, and just begin to start, you know, working yourself you know, working out your own salvation. That is, that is uh, what will make a, a difference.
And I'm hoping and believing that uh, you will get to take some of these things into your heart and begin to to think and act right, do the right thing when you still have time. There's, there's so much that you can be able to do. I'm looking forward to a, to a new you. I'll give you time. <laughs> I'll give you time. That's just, that's just about all you need. I, I, I'm so very convinced in my spirit that um, the Lord will continue to bless you and to reveal himself to you in a much greater measure so that you continually walk with God. If you will not miss God in your life. You will hear his voice and you will hear him clearly. When he gives you such instructions and inspiration by the Spirit, you always be more than ready. Be attentive enough. Pay careful attention to the things of the Spirit. Your spiritual attentiveness must always be raised. Always look forward to to hearing something new and something different. I pray that God will increase the grace that is upon your life. He will increase the ability in order for you to can do things that you, you, you ordinarily are not able to do. He will give you such a revelation by the Spirit and inspiration by the Spirit of God that will help you think and do right at all times. Always trust in Him. Lean on Him. Be able to Allow yourself to be led and guided by His Spirit so that He directs you purposefully so, so that you'll be, you'll be at the right place at the right time. Find yourself having such renewed hope, renewed hope in your life, renewed hope in your finances, what you once believed God for. Be able to let something be stirred up on the inside of you so that you can get to continue believing and trusting God for more. If he can took you to this stage, to this point where you are today, so much believe that God can do more. Far beyond what you would have anticipated, what you would have expected in your personal life. So you continue being fruitful and productive in every good work. Multiply yourself. Be able to allow that law of multiplication to work in your finances, in your family, in every seed that you sow. There must be such a great harvest, extraordinary harvest, be able to bring forth such extraordinary results with the little that you have. It matters what you see. It matters what you do. It matters what you are seeing at this very time and where your heart is. Be able to see that which God has desired for you. May grace and peace be multiplied unto you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.